This is a podcast about our lived experience, which unfortunately includes infant death and subsequent mental health struggles. Please take good care of yourself and only listen if this content feels safe for you right now. We'll still be here when you're ready. Hi, I'm Judith. And I'm Melina. We are internet friends turned real life friends who both experienced the tragic loss of our sons to sudden infant death syndrome in winter of 2021. In the year after Aiden died, my husband and I both became unemployed, my parents divorced, and we had to move five times for various reasons. And as for me, just a few weeks before my son Quinn died, my then husband had come out to me as a transgender woman and were subsequently divorcing. It's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as we're living, we will love our sons deeply and work to make sure that we live a life that makes them proud. Welcome to As Long As I'm Living podcast. We're so glad you're here. So, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Um, hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to As Long As I'm Living podcast. It's me, Alina, Quinn's mom, and I'm here with Judith. It is mom, and I'm going to bring a handful of popcorn. Um, I realized it is, mm, it is July 18th, and first of all, by the way, I realized today while I was in therapy that today is 18 months since Quinn died. How does that feel? I think it was the feeling, the most, the most prominent feeling I feel about it is shock that I didn't notice that it was coming. I remember the first time it was the 12th of the month and I wasn't like, I didn't, my sister called me and she was like, oh my God, Judith, how are you? I didn't know. I was like afraid to ask, like, what did I miss? And she's like, every 12th of the month is so hard. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I know every once in a while I get like a set of texts from people on the same day and I'm like there's got to be something oh yes it's whatever xyz but yeah today I realized I mean I definitely have been aware it's been that long like I'll say like oh it happened you know a year and a half ago or like over the last year plus or whatever like I'm aware yeah. it's been a long time but I just the anniversary didn't you know didn't didn't come to the forefront of my mind this time so anyway that's today um, but what I realized is that we had recorded a whole bunch of content for, um, the day that your daughter, your new alive daughter, um, well, your only daughter, I called her your new daughter as though you already have one, but she's new. She's the only one. She's the only one. Um, we had recorded content as she was about to turn two months and 20 days old. And I realized we never released it. And that was like almost a month ago. So I want to, the rest of this episode is going to be all of that that we recorded leading up to her turning two months and 20 days old. I don't know, Judith, if you have any thoughts now that you're kind of past that milestone, how's it feeling? Well, I was not sober the night that she turned two months <laughs> and days because I was with you. <laughs> and I had the outlet on, but I certainly don't think that I was overly watching it you know i was just not sober so my mind was elsewhere and i think that was the best decision that i could make yeah i obviously like turning to drugs and alcohol is not something that like i would recommend people do on a daily basis but i do think that there's something about like being out of your head you know being out of the looping thoughts just every so often that could be a really helpful tool so for me, it was nice to just make it a non-issue, you know? Like I kind of was aware of the fact that I had to disassociate a little bit and then come back when yeah. um, she made it past that day. And what I have noticed since that day is how much my daughter has changed and how much um, 
bigger she is, how many more things she can do. And I think that I had always thought like our kids died around the same age, but really the difference between two months and 20 days and three months and 27 days is a lot. Yeah, it is a pretty big difference. It's a pity, but you had a, you had a world of time that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. I mean, I had a whole month, a whole extra month. And when you only have a couple of months, that's a big difference. And I think I haven't even realized that really either until, you know, your daughter's hitting certain milestones and it's obvious it's new for you. Like when she smiled and laughed, that was so special, but it was new. Right. And it was bittersweet. Yeah, it was because Aiden never laughed. Um, So I didn't realize what a world you got. I wouldn't say that I feel like your relationship was stronger. I wouldn't say that I feel like the love has changed in any way. I'm going to stick with that. But I will say that, and I even think like her essence, like her personality isn't different. Like I definitely feel like I get a feel for her personality in the same way that I feel like I know Aiden's personality. Yeah. But she can do so much more and she can interact so much more. And I'm just so much more aware of her awareness of me. That's what I'll say. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. I feel her love towards me in a way that with Aiden, I didn't. I, the love felt all the way his way, but I feel with her that the love goes back my way, which actually reminds me of something I was talking about with my therapist the other day, which is that recently I've been feeling angry at Aiden and she, you know, she was like, why are you angry at Aiden? He wants to be with his mommy. Like there's nowhere else that he wants to be. And I feel like maybe I didn't think that he wanted to be with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. God, the feelings are so complicated. Do you feel like Quinn wanted to be with you? Like he knew it was you and wanted to be with you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I do feel that way. But the thing is, it's kind of interesting too, is like, I feel like I think of Quinn as being three months and 27 days old for the most part, but it it is interesting to think back and recognize that there was most of his life that he wasn't the way he was when I remember him. Exactly. You remember him the the furthest he was. That's right. That's right. And like, I can remember like his early smiles and like his early interactions with me and because I had those later weeks where he was really super engaged and I could tell the love was just beaming out of his face. I think I like superimposed that onto those like really super early yes. like milk smiles, you know, the like milk drunk yes. smiles and like all that stuff when, I mean, maybe that wasn't actually there. I will say like, I think that like bond is always there. Yeah. Um, but I get what you're saying. Like, I do think that like kind of two way connection, which I think of as having that the whole time probably was not there the whole time, <laughs> just maybe the last couple of weeks. I, and if I suspect that there are people who maybe heard their children's first words yeah. and their children were able to like articulate their needs, they look at us and say like, oh, not only is it a two way street, but it's a relationship that's give and take, not just give by you. Right. That's right. Um, so I'm holding space for the recognition that there are people out there that had even more, many people that had even more time. And I would say that on the lesser side, like if you had a stillbirth, I can imagine it's bittersweet hearing these feelings because you're like, wait, I thought what I had was the magic and I knew him and her. And it was only, let's say, you know, when the baby was in utero. So I think it goes. I think what I would say to that is like, we've talked about this before, right? Like the puppy love episode, like that's like all we were talking about. And these feelings are like so real. And I think you can, I I can recognize that I can hold the space. I can hold the space for both 
it was a unique, special relationship. And the time I had with him, I learned more about him. And I'm so grateful for every single minute. And they all mattered. All those minutes mattered. And I knew him intimately from the instant that I touched him with my hands. And even before that, when even I was pregnant with him, you know? I also, okay, two things. First thing I want to say is that my best friend's dad died. And he died at 72. Mm-hmm. And she was crying over the phone with me. And she was, we were talking about whatever. And um, she was like, it just happened so fast. And, you know, I need more time. And I told her, I said, you always need more time. It's never enough. It's That's never right. enough time. You know, he was 72 or whatever he was. You feel like you didn't have enough time with him. I had two months and 27, 20 days. I don't feel like I had enough time. People who didn't even have one day feel like they don't have enough time. We always want one more day, one more kiss, one more goodbye. We always want more. Yeah. It's human nature when the people that we love, you want more time. Yeah. And just I kept telling her over and over again, like there will never be enough time. That's the thing. You get into this headspace where you're like, if I could just have one more minute, if I could just hug him one more time. But the thing is, you're always going to feel that way. You get one more minute and you're going to want one more after that. Exactly. 72 years old, which in some people's mind is young. Some people's mind is old. I don't know. You want one more day. She wants one more day. She wants one more hour. She wants one more conversation. She wants one more hug. Yeah. So you've gotten an extra three weeks or four weeks now with Mia. Yeah. With your daughter. Yeah. So anyway, the rest of this episode. Wait, hold on. I want to ask you one more thing. We have a couple more minutes. I want yeah. to ask you something. So now Mia is, how old is she? Three months. Three months and 11 days. And- 11 days. Yeah. She's three months and 11 days. She is getting closer to three months and 27 days. How are you feeling with that? I am, I feel okay, but, but I can tell that there will be probably a solid month where it's really hard for me to see her. And you know, I mean, you know, and I'll say for the podcast, like I've been really, I love seeing every single photo of her. I want to FaceTime with her. Like I'm dying to see her. I miss her terribly. I was so happy to meet her and so happy to hold her. I literally did not put her down the entire time. I was visiting you, right? Yes, you did not put her down the entire time. (laughs) I think that the milestone of her laughing the other day is the first one where I'm recognizing like, Oh, this is kind of like one of the last ones that I am really super familiar with. And she's also been going through a sleep regression, which is also kind of that like three month sleep regression is kind of the last one that Quinn had. And so I was able to give you like, I don't know, like a teeny tiny bit of advice about it. Although she a lot of advice about it. And I follow your rules make it really dark and turn up the white noise. (laughs) If you can see your hand in front of your face, it's too bright. You told me you, I followed exactly the rules you gave me and it worked. So you're right. (laughs) And so like, yeah, I mean, we're approaching that time and that just feels like a really weird, I don't know. It feels like a really weird time. What do you want to know? What do you not want to know? Should I not send you pictures? Like what, what would be hard for you? Talk to me. I think for me, I think I, I want you to keep sending photos and keep sending videos with the knowledge that at any time I could say, okay, now I can't see her. Let's take a break for a couple of weeks. But I think I don't want to preemptively stop seeing 
pictures and videos of her when it's not yet painful. Does that make sense? Yes. Because I yes. love her and I want to be involved in her life. And also, like, give yourself the latitude to feel different feelings than you're expecting yourself to feel. True. And that's the other thing, too, is, like, I've been feeling really good recently. People who are listening to this podcast are like, shut up, Lena. We get it. You're happy. Like, <laughs> it's, like, all we've talked about the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, but we're happy that you're happy. Of course. But I do think like I'm in a space where I have room to let myself feel some feelings about her, but also keep like, I feel like maybe I don't need to pull away. Does that make sense? And like, it maybe is hard and maybe it's not, but we'll just have to play it by ear. But I think the the feedback is just keep, keep sending me the pictures and the photos. Keep sending and let's pack to check. Let's plan to check in. And as we plan to check in, you will Yep. Also, give me guidance about when it's too much. Do you have any anxiety about two about three months and twenty seven days? No, right? Or do you? No, I've just decided that she's gonna live or she's gonna die. That's <laughs> what I've decided. It's so funny because to me, in my head, like I feel like babies die at two months and twenty days, and at three months and twenty seven. Right, days. but now I know a new baby. No, but I know a new baby that died later than that. I don't want to add dates in people's minds, but um, so it's like. Okay, then I have to get through five and a half months. And then my friend Christine, her daughter died at 21. So I got to get to 21. So if I keep pushing off this date, she'll be like 72. And I'll be like, oh, you have to get to 72 because 72, that's when. I printed a bunch of new pictures for my apartment recently, photos of my family and more photos of Quinn, like for the refrigerator and stuff. And one of the pictures I printed is a picture of me when I was, I think I was seven and I'm at like soccer practice and like my hair is like all windswept and my eyes are just so big and blue. And I printed it deliberately because I feel like I had this picture of Quinn where his eyes look so big and blue. And I just put this picture of me next to him, yeah. um, me from when I was a kid. And I love that picture. But anyway, what happened was I was sitting in my living room and I looked at that picture and I just felt all of a sudden this wave of fear for that little girl and you might hear that and think I mean because she had so much pain coming to her you know like it's me but actually what it was is I was like oh my god like that girl needs to be careful crossing the street like oh my gosh like what if she gets hit by a car like oh my god what if she drowns in the pool like I was seeing her and she just looked so fragile like human beings are so fragile and I I tell you all the time the line between life and death is so thin I think in some ways that sounds anxious or like but but actually like I think it's just real uh, it's just realism like I think I just yes. have like a really acutely real understanding of how sh- how thin her mind is so yeah the rest of this episode is going to be about Judith's daughter turning two months and twenty days old enjoy okay adios bye I have this new wrinkle right in the middle of my forehead my Aiden wrinkle and so today I'm going to meet at this meetup. Like it's for like people who've had children or are pregnant after loss. And I'm not like, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think I really want to go. But on the other hand, I'm like, I need to go meet people. So it's parenting after loss. Yeah. Like I need to make friends. I need to try. There's no downside. How bad could it be? Like I'm trying to talk myself into going. Do you think there's going to be other SIDS parents? No, there's never any other SIDS parents. It always, uh, listeners, it, there's just like this little like funny thing when you're a SIDS parent, because I think most infant law, I mean, I don't think, I know most infant loss takes place like, you know, before, either before the baby's born at birth or like, you know, within the a first week complications, right? 
So that's like by far <clears throat> miscarriage, you know, TFMR, stillbirth, et cetera. Or also like heart conditions. Right. Complications from birth. So SIDS yeah. is like so rare. And I think there's really this um, attitude of, of, which is good and correct that people really have put this place, this importance on the baby being born alive. And then once the baby's born alive, then they have the baby and they're alive. And so right. I always feel like just like a bad omen when I like roll up to these groups and I'm like, yeah. oh, get, well, guess what? Your baby could still die. <laughs> You're not safe. <laughs> I am a hundred percent. And also like another weird thing about me is people have been asking me like, how old is she? And then I'll be like, she's two months and five days. Like I answer like very precisely <laughs> because in my head, I have like this countdown. Yeah. And they're just like, how old is she? She's like two, two months, five days. And maybe she has 15 days left. <laughs> and I like it's like so sad like I just have this running countdown yeah it is sad it is but I think I should go I think yeah, I, should I think go. you should go too you need friends you need to I need yeah. friends I need, need friends. community I need community I need a lost community the problem with these things sometimes I feel like I never connect with anyone and then it's like depressing and but I figure if these people are going to like a museum exhibit on a Sunday, they must be like, yeah, someone, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, do you want to talk for a couple minutes about the fact that we're going to be together on your daughter's two months, 20 days? Oh, I thought you were going to say we're going to be together next week. Oh, well, we are going to be together. Yeah. Okay. So I am going to be together with you and not with her on two months and 20 days, Yeah. which I did not put together until recently. Yeah. So when we, so Judith and I are going to be together, actually, we're going to be together like twice, twice in the next couple of weeks. I don't know when we're going to release this audio, but we're going to be together a couple of times in the next couple of weeks, two times in the next couple of weeks. One is I'm going to go to DC where Judith lives. I'm going to get to meet her baby daughter, her alive baby. Um, we're going to snuggle. We're going to hang out. We're going to do whatever. Um, and then the following week, you're coming up here and we're going to our cabin grief retreat. But um, when we booked this cabin grief retreat, we picked the day, booked the tickets, and then I'm not but kidding. There were a lot of like limiting factors also. Yes. Let's just say when we picked a day, like I wanted it to be when my mom was still in town so she could help with the baby. Like you were in between jobs. Like mm-hmm. there were like very few days where it could work. Yes. So we picked this set of days, we booked it. And then I'm not kidding. It was within... Within 48 hours, I was like, oh my God, Judith's going to be up here when her daughter is, is the age Aiden was when he died. Like I realized right away. And I said to my boyfriend, I was like, should I, because he was there when I realized it, I was like, should I tell her? Like, I was really, really feeling a lot of stress about it. And I talked it over with him and I like really like molded over my mind. I think I even talked about it with my therapist. And I basically came to the conclusion that if you hadn't realized it, I didn't want to put any undue I didn't want to put any more emphasis on that day than you had in your mind. You know, one thing I'll say is that I don't think it would have mattered if you mentioned it then or now. I don't yeah. like, I don't, I feel no feelings about the fact that you knew before I knew, like, I don't, I don't feel anything about it. I just yeah. feel like, um, confused. Like, I guess I feel like it's going to be okay. Like I try and tell myself she's going to live. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's just yeah. another day, yeah. but it is a little weird. Um, <laughs> it is a little weird, but it also it's like maybe it's really good. Like me, I like I said to you last night. Like it'll be good for me to not be there and obsess about it. It'll be good for me to be having fun and like 
just make it a non-event why does it have to be a big thing you know maybe it maybe it it's not gonna she's gonna it's not gonna matter where I am this is what I try and tell myself all the time she dies okay hold on before Aiden died I was like if something bad happens I want to make sure that like I gave him a kiss the night before he died if something bad happens because I was like an anxious person I want to make sure that like I read him this story I want to make sure that like you know I don't know whatever it is I had like all these things that I imagined would be important mm-hmm. let me tell you it's not that important yeah. it's not that important like I'm glad I was there for his last night alive but I also if I wasn't it wouldn't have mattered like yeah. you know well, let me like, say like Quinn's life like I was very present for most of his like nights and all of this stuff but that the night before he died like was one of his the worst nights of his life of my of my experience of his life like he was hysterically crying and like we had yeah. a very bad last night honestly like his last night of life and was not feel a good like extra and I feel nothing about it like I feel I'm just like whatever it. like the sum total of his life is wonderful like yeah. Yeah, the last night doesn't matter it, Alina exactly that's how I yeah. feel so it's like okay something happens and I'm not there it'd be horrible just because I think it'd be hard on my husband and my mom because they don't have me to be there too but Uh like she knew she knows me she knows how much I love her yeah like it doesn't it doesn't matter no you know if she's gone I'm gonna have bigger problems than (laughs) the fact that I was with you in a cabin obviously I'm gonna want to make sure that I have wi-fi I'm like I'm just gonna make sure that I'm watching her heart monitor because that's something that calms me down Uh but to me spending time with Aiden on this when I spend time with you I also feel like I'm spending time with Aiden yeah and I think there's something really special about spending time with Aiden on that night yeah in a way that I'll be able to really focus on him and focus on and like more I almost feel like that's a good consolation if I was here in person with her I probably would take an Ambien and go to sleep and like force myself to sleep and just get through it so like why not so I guess I feel like I'm kind of glad it worked out exactly the way it did. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have chosen intentionally, but I yeah. think it'll be fine. And I'm yeah. excited to see you. I'm excited to do our grief retreat. We've got We're some fun so activities planned. I also, I mean, I've been thinking like if I, when and if I have a, another child, I would want to be really in contact with you on the day that that baby was three months and 27 days old. Like, I think being, being with someone who like totally gets it will feel good. It's a sensitive day. It's a sensitive day. And like, who better to be with than each other? Really? And I don't, I don't even think it's a sad day or a happy day. day. I just think it's like a sensitive day. It's a a sensitive day. It's a a feelingy day. day. Yeah, that's for sure. And we're going to have a feelingy day regardless because we're going to be exactly. You see, so it's going to be totally fine. I'm not worried at all. But it did hit me yesterday. I was like, whoa, that wasn't very smart of me today. (laughs) I kind of love. I kind of love that you didn't have it in your mind to the point that you didn't even realize it. Because like for me, like when when she was born, I was like, oh, it'll be June 27th. Like I was literally like, (laughs) I did not. And I, you know, it's so funny because I consciously have not been trying to find out like my therapist asked me she calls it the crossover day she's like when is your crossover day and I'm like I, like I'm like I don't know carry the one subtract the 10 like doing this <laughs> mathematical equation. like part of me doesn't want to know I think yeah. I can like tell that I'm kind yeah. of like I could figure it out but I'm just kind of like it's at the end of June that's why I tell her it's in the end of June it's the week before the party for Mia yeah okay I have to go because my husband and I are going on a date 
Oh, you are? That's so fun. Yeah, we have a coffee shop. Um, I'll take you there when you come here. There's like this little bougie, expensive French coffee shop that's like in the right next door. We can walk to it. And there's also um, on Sunday mornings, there's a farmer's market. So we're going to do a little farmer's market, bougie coffee. That is so cute. I'm having lunch with my parents today. That's my big plan. So, well, that is exciting. I will see you later. I will see you. Bye. Hi, everyone. It's Judith. I'm coming to you from the floor of my closet, which I think is a very quiet, still space. This is my first time being on the floor of my closet in a room full of clothes that no longer fit me. Um, yeah, I haven't worn any of these clothes in so long because I haven't been to an office in so long. Man, it's kind of sad. Just sit here in the back of the closet. I wonder if they feel forgotten about like in Toy Story. Um, <laughs> but that's not why I'm talking to you guys today. I'm, um, today my daughter turns 11 weeks old and my son Aiden died at 11 weeks and three days. I feel like when I come up to these big dates, like I'm okay for a while, like, and then all of a sudden it'll hit me and I'll kind of lose my mind a little bit. I'll get like, like when I was pregnant, I was totally fine until 35 weeks. Well, not totally fine. I was within, you know, normal range of crazy. And then I hit 35 weeks and I just melted. I just completely fell apart. And so I feel the same way with this. Like all week, it's definitely, I've, I've been aware of the fact that this milestone is coming, but um, I don't think it hit me emotionally until this morning. And all I can think about all day is if you knew you had three days left with your child, like, would you do the day the same? I just spent an hour doing laundry. If I knew Aiden was going to die, would I have spent an hour doing laundry and not holding him? But on the other hand, the laundry needs to get done. And, um, and I don't know. I don't know. I definitely feel myself disassociating, kind of maybe pulling away from her a little bit because I'm scared. Um, and I'm, I'm also a little giddy that maybe we can pass this milestone and she'll live. My therapist calls it a crossover date where, um, the time that my daughter will be alive will be longer than the time that my son lived. And that is happening on Monday. So today's Thursday and I just have to get to Monday. Aside from feeling definitely more anxious and my brain almost feeling cut off from my my head and like floating in the clouds i also i also find myself worrying and feeling really anxious about things that are completely irrelevant like it's almost like my anxiety about not having control over this situation is being replaced somewhere else so i find myself really stressed and anxious about work and i i know the problem isn't really work um the problem is that i'm scared but it's almost like I'm trying to find a home for all these big feelings that I'm feeling. So that's one thing I also notice about myself. Um, yeah, I remember the days leading up to Eden's death so vividly. I can tell you that the Wednesday before he died, he died on a Thursday, that it was raining and that I, my dog was afraid <laughs> to jump out of the car because she hates the water. And I can tell you what I ordered from the place I went to for lunch and I can tell you how it tasted and then I was not satisfied because there weren't enough cubes of meat in the dish. 
I can tell you that that morning I called my sister and I um, told her, I said, how am I going to get all these errands done when I have a baby? Like, I have to go to the dry cleaner. I have to go to the market. I have to do all these things. Like, what what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? It's such a schlep to take the baby in and out of the car. Like, I remember that conversation so vividly. I remember I was researching um, pack and plays more like another pack and play so I could have one at the babysitter's house so he could sleep comfortably there I remember I went for a run and I remember exactly where I ran that day because it was unusual it was a different route than I normally went I remember the podcast I listened to I listened to a podcast about Bill Gates and um and how he's been working on vaccines for underdeveloped countries I remember so many vivid, clear details about that week. And it's hard for me to imagine, like, what if this was the last few days I had with my daughter? Would I remember sitting here in the closet, folding the biggest stack of laundry I've ever seen? Would I remember that she had just learned to roll over, just like Aiden had just learned to put his thumb in his mouth? Would would I have felt like I spent enough time with her this week? Maybe I didn't spend enough time with her because Alina was in town and Alina was spending time with her. But I feel regret about that. You know, it's just an ordinary Wednesday until it's the day before your child dies. And then it's like a big Wednesday. It's a big Wednesday, you don't forget. To all of our wonderful new friends, we want to hear from you. Email us at aslongasimlivingpodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at as long as I'm living podcast. We'll get back to you as soon as our grieving brains allow. Yay!